Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we're talking about the six common worries every mom experiences. We'll share some of the ways we've experienced them and how we've overcome them as well. We really dive deep on them, so we've broken this into two parts, meaning you'll have to tune into next week's episode as well. Before we get started, I just want to quickly mention that if you enjoy this episode or you really enjoyed one of our previous episodes, please share them with one of your expectant mom friends. Our goal is to support new moms through their pregnancy and first year motherhood by offering support and candid conversation about our experiences becoming moms. We love our listeners and we would love for the podcast to reach as many new moms as we can. So we appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. With that, here's the episode. Motherhood is something that is full of worries and fears. And if nobody told you that, or you don't expect it, we're telling you now, when you become a mom, when you become pregnant, it's like a whole new world of fear and worries. What do you think, Amanda? It uh, puts a whole new layer of fear and worries on life in general, right? Like you worry about the littlest thing that you never thought you'd worry about or something that might have seemed so trivial before you had kids suddenly doesn't right and I think you put a lot of thought and care into all the decisions that you make and all the safety measures that you put in place to try to keep your kids as safe as possible and I think like like you said there are some things that we would never have thought of that are so like fear inducing or stress inducing anxiety inducing and then like just something so trivial as like pooping right we we always joke that we talk about poop in every episode so here's our poop conversation but uh, like I never stressed about poop before I had kids at all and now it's like a daily thought of like did you poop when was the last time you pooped Well, and like every time the kids poop, I check their poop just to make sure it looks normal, right? Like things you don't think that you would ever be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are some kind of bigger, wider reaching fears that are really, really common. And I think like the first one is mom guilt. And so maybe this isn't so much a fear, but as something that causes anxiety or stress as a mom. But mom guilt is huge. It's very real. And it's one of those things that you don't really know what it's like until you actually are a mom, 
right? And mom guilt's one of those things that it kind of never goes away and you are always kind of fighting it, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. And like, you will have mom, like mom guilt happens over like the smallest things. Like, did I play enough today? Or was I on my phone too much? Did, was my, was the dinner I made balanced? You know, as they get older, like, are these meltdowns a sign of something bigger when they get angry, when the, like as in the toddler phase, when they get frustrated or is, you know, is my baby gaining enough weight? Am I feeding them a balance? Like there's so many things, um, you know, and then once you have multiple kids, did I folk like spend enough attention or time focused on each individual child today? Um, and then the whole mom guilt kind of spirals into not only like what you're doing as a mom, but then uh, you feel guilty for wanting space or not being wanted, you know, being overtouched and not wanting to be touched or held on to. You feel guilty about that or it, it's just constant. Well, and I think the thing that we all have to remind ourselves of, and I know I have to remind myself of this all the time, is that what I'm, I'm doing the best that I can and that I am enough like what I am doing is enough and like you know you had mentioned like did I play enough with each individual child or did I give enough attention to each individual child and the thing is like you try as hard as possible to be as fair and equal as possible and and that's all you can do right like what you're trying to do is enough it is good enough and it's funny because with my kids Cooper is super huggy he loves to be hugged he tells me at least 20 times a day how much he loves me and porter likes to be hugged sometimes but he doesn't like to snuggle quite like his brother does and i'm always like afraid that he's gonna think that like i'm favoring his brother right and like sometimes i'll be like porter do you want to come hug too right and he'll be like no right so like i try to like you know, the mom guilt comes in because I don't want him to think that I favor one over the other. Meanwhile, it's their personalities, right? Like one child is like super affectionate and the other child, not that he's not affectionate, he definitely is. And we definitely have hugs and snuggles and stuff, but it's just different. It's, it's trying to balance it out. But that's one of the things that I feel a lot of mom guilt over. I think like for me, I have a lot of mom guilt about like my own space. Like I feel guilty when I enjoy having a cup of tea by myself. You know what I mean? I feel guilty when I see, you know, we joke about, you know, having multiple children, right? So even if you had, this is your first baby, like there is mega mom guilt, right? And, it, and it's, it's always there. But like for me, it's like, I kind of feel guilty about it's not kind of, I do. I feel guilty if I get all of them in quiet time and Freya doesn't sleep at, at nap time, like at quiet time anymore. She has quiet time where she goes and plays independently in her room. Uh, Finn is napping and then Maeve would be asleep as well. So all three are in their own rooms, you know, doing their own thing, what, whether it be playing or sleeping. And I have this guilt of like, one, I'm, 
I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, way for a mom win on this one. Everybody is like sleeping or quiet. The house is quiet. And, but then I have this guilt of like, I feel guilty for wanting this like hour of quiet time, but to myself, you know what I mean? Like the fact that Finn is asleep is great. I don't feel guilty about that. Maeve is asleep. I don't feel guilty about that, but I feel guilty that I, that I have Freya in her room playing independently, quietly to herself. So she's reading books. She's playing with her little people. You know, she's doing different activities. She's coloring. She really enjoys it because I can hear the conversation she's having through the door. Sometimes the cat's in there with her and she dresses him up and stuff. So she's having a blast, but I feel guilty that like I'm not with her a hundred, hundred percent, but I also don't want to be with her. I want her to be independent. I want her to be like problem solving. But I still have that struggle of like, I should be up there with her doing something, even though she is, this is an important kind of way to play is independently and problem solving. And, and then I feel guilty for feeling bad about it because I know as a mom, I need this like hour of quiet time to reset my day. It's like, it's like midway through the day and I know I need it. Well, it's funny because I totally understand where you're coming from, but our listeners, especially if they don't have kids, probably think that what we're talking about is completely bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's true. Right? Because they don't, they've never experienced it, right? Whereas like, I know exactly what you're talking about because sometimes like you just need that little bit of time to yourself just to be able to recharge, refocus and give yourself like kind of like a boost of energy. Mm-hmm. right yeah like you just as, need that downtime as like a first-time mom I remember with Freya I remember being feeling really guilty about like being excited for Peter to come home and him being like here you take her you know I've been with her all day and I I remember feeling guilty like passing her off to Peter so that he could have some one-on-one time with her and I could go do something I make dinner or I would be you know I'd go have a shower I, sometimes I would have a nap and, but I felt guilty that I was like, okay, here, take her, you know, like as soon as I, like, once he came in the door, I needed that break, but you're right. Like there's so many things that will cause mom guilt. And you'll probably feel guilty every single day over something. Yeah. And something trivial, but like you are, and it it is, it's constant. Like it is just this thing that I had no idea was, I didn't know mom guilt existed before I had Freya. And I didn't get it until I had her. And I'm like, holy crap, it is everywhere. But what you said is totally right. Like you are, you have to remind yourself that you are enough and what you need is valid, whether it's time alone or, you know, if it's uh, researching, but like you are doing an amazing job. And as long as you love your baby and you are doing the best that you can do, then you are enough and you are doing the right thing. So like that taking away that guilt is, is, you know, giving yourself space to like release that guilt of, am I, you know, am I enough because you are enough? Well, and we've talked about this before too, that like take by taking care of yourself, which is what you do when you have quiet time, you're actually taking care of your children right? Because sometimes you need to put a need like that first, or like even the fact 
that you said when Peter would come home, you would give hand Frey off, right? That was obviously like, it is really tough to be at home by yourself with a baby for eight or 10 hours, whatever, whatever length of time you're by yourself. Right. And so, yeah, when, as soon as your partner or someone comes in, you want to just be able to hand it off and let go. Right. Mm -hmm. And by doing something like that, you're actually taking care of your baby because you're taking care of yourself, right? Like that's just one of those needs that you have, which is totally valid. And, you know, I think that's just something quick to mention. Going from like the mom guilt, one of the biggest causes I think of mom guilt is number two on our list. And our number two is comparison with others. And like the question of, am I good enough? And I think that, you know, ties into our number one of like mom guilt causing fear and stress. And I think an anxiety and number two is comparing yourself to others because that is a huge cause of stress, anxiety, and fear in moms is that comparison. Well, yeah. And with social media, it makes the whole comparison thing like put on steroids, right? Because like you can compare yourself to absolutely every other mom on the planet almost because you go on social media and you see all these moms and sometimes the moms have like these perfect families and matching outfits right or um they're beautiful and have perfect makeup i know um there was a twin mom on on instagram who I sent it to you because I was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like I was such a disaster as a twin mom. Like, yeah, like I I wasn't hanging around the house in sweats, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, um, and I would put on some makeup. But that's Again, just not we've your, talked about this. That's not your personality, yeah. right? That like, yeah, the, the yeah. Sweat, you were a jeans girl. The sweats in the- Amanda like, doesn't do sweats, yeah. So if you've listened to us before- you know that I don't do sweats. I don't do yoga pants. Like I do jeans. Um, I do some makeup. I don't, I'm not like super makeup-y, but um, I just kind of felt like a bit of a disaster after the kids were born, especially since like I wasn't wearing, like I would wear like kind of like plain shirts because I was just getting puked on. And then I saw this mom on Instagram and she was like completely done up and she was skinny and had like no stretch marks. And like, I was like, oh my gosh. Right. But like, so yeah, I can like compare myself to someone like that. And goodness knows, maybe all her pictures are Photoshopped. Who knows nowadays? But um, it's really hard not to feel like you can easily go on social media and feel bad about yourself. So sometimes you have to just not go on social media. And like, even if you do go on social media, make, make a conscious decision not to compare yourself to other people, right? Like just be who you're going to be, right? Whether, you know, you feel comfortable wearing sweats, whether you feel comfortable wearing yoga pants, whether you feel comfortable wearing jeans, who cares, right? Like you do what you feel is comfortable and just make a conscious decision not to compare yourself. I will say that I am at currently wearing a pair of leggings <laughs> as we're recording this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be wearing my comfies tonight. Um, but it's not even social media. Yes, social media is a massive player in cause, especially like now with 
like you said, social media causing comparison to other moms. It makes it worse. It just makes it worse. Absolutely. But you can like, I know I've compared myself to other moms, like just when we could go out places like at the park, at the library programming, I would compare, I would look around, right? You're always looking around and you're always like, oh, you know, those kids are so well behaved, so much better than mine. Or, you know, that mom looks so put together. Like, look at her outfit. She looks, she doesn't have bags under her eyes or, you know, like there's so many things I'd be walking through the mall and I'd be like, oh my God, like you have a stroller too. You look amazing. Why don't I look like you? And it's just, like everywhere I went, I was comparing myself to them. But the thing is, you don't know what is happening. Like, you know, yes, what we see something, but we don't know the story or the background to what they're experiencing. And so like, it's something that we don't, we get a smidge of like what their reality is. Um, And we don't know what's going on behind them. It's just, it's yes, social media is extremely, extremely heavy in the comparison but it's everywhere too even at the grocery store well it's funny you mentioned something about the library programs because I remember there was one mom in my library program that I was like oh my gosh she's got all her stuff together right like everything just seemed perfect but uh last week we uh, took the kids to our secret park which is uh we're because of covid I've been taking the kids to this obscure park that Katie's also taking her kids to just it's a park that no one really knows about anyways uh there was a mom who showed up which I've seen like two moms plus Katie at the park and we go all the time and so anyway she showed up with her kids and her kids looked like they came out of like a gap ad like perfectly dressed like the little girl had on this like fluffy tutu and the the uh, kid had on like a uh, one of those vests with like the flannel plaid shirts because it was still kind of springtime, right? So, um, anyways, they were like completely like decked out, like going to the park. <laughs> like my kids are in like they're like windbreakers and dressed like normal kids. Nothing wrong with anything that they're wearing, but like I was just like, oh my gosh, those kids look like they like walked off of the pages of magazine right again I started to compare myself yeah and it's just like it happens so quickly and I think one thing that like if you know when I'm stressed and I'm comparing myself to others and I and it's kind of upsetting me I one thing that I actively have to remind myself is like I need to focus on what matters to my my family and to my kids so right so it's your life and your family. So your decisions are the right ones. And so you're, you know, like whatever is happening in your family is your experience. So it doesn't carry over to somebody else and somebody else's experience doesn't carry over to them. And I can guarantee you that there's, when you go out, that there's a mom looking at you and be like, wow, they have it all together. Right. Looking at you, even though you feel like you don't have it together, there's another mom who is looking at you saying, wow, I wish I was like, there's envy in something about you, right? Because you are rocking it as a mom, whether you feel it or not. But then the mom guilt comes in that you're not, you feeling like you're not doing it, right? And so it's like this evil cycle, but it's, it's 
really hard, but important to remember to focus on you and your life, because what we see is not the whole picture. Well, and as soon as you start to feel, you know, like the comparisons start to roll in, right? That's when you got to shut it down and be like, nope, I'm just going to focus on me and like then pick something in your life that you want to like flip your mind to, right? And you also need to remind yourself that like kids need three things. They need to be fed, they need to be clothed and they need to be loved, right? So as long as you're doing all those things, then, you know, there's really no need to compare yourself. Absolutely. And like that totally leads into kind of our next one. Everything is so like connected in this, in tonight on our list tonight. But one of the, like the next one, number three is like the fear inducing, the stress inducing question of, am I doing things right? Am I doing it right? And like, that is a, man, that is a, a huge one. Well, the thing is, there's no way to do it wrong, right? Like there's no right and no wrong in motherhood. Like it's, there's what works for you and, you know, whatever you decide, as long as you're keeping your child safe, you're doing it right, right? And it's funny because like when we do our Wednesday Night Lives and our mommy mentorship program and we're talking, like Katie and I share two different experiences on whatever it is we're talking about. And so, for example, we were talking about travel and traveling and how we were packing. And like we we do things differently when we go on vacation. And like I don't necessarily do it the right way and Kate doesn't do the right way, but we do it the right way for what works for us. Right. And the reason why we ended up doing this mommy mentorship program is to like share candid experiences, but to connect moms with other moms so that we can all kind of collect give suggestions when people are looking for answers right yeah well and and like when people are looking for answers right because we all have questions because let's be honest as mothers we always feel like we have no idea what we're doing and when you feel like you don't know what you're doing you become overwhelmed you become stressed you, you your anxiety kicks up and you then start the question of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing okay? And the ultimate question is like, the ultimate answer is yes, you're doing the right thing because it's right for you. It's right for your family. And there's no right or wrong answer, like way to raise your child. You have to do what's best for you guys. And what's best for you will be different than what's best for my family. Uh, it doesn't make one less or, you know, less correct. It's, it's totally individualized, but it's hard to remember, especially as a new mom, the question that like that you are doing it the right way, if it's right for you. Well, and sometimes like when you, you throw a question out there and you get a whole bunch of answers from other people, um, like, something that worked for one person will, will also work for you. Right. And then you might throw a different question to the same group of people and you'll pick something that another person answered. Right. Because that one works for you. So, you know, there's no, you're not going to do everything the exact same as somebody else. You're going to put your own spin on everything. Right. 
but you're right. You just have to pick what works for you. Yeah. And like, you know, this question of like, am I doing the right thing comes up so commonly, like right from birth, the question of, are you going to breastfeed or are you going to bottle feed? I don't know. Back up. How are you going to have the baby? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Even starting before the baby's out. Is there, you know, you're going to feel, am I making the right choice in being induced or not being induced, having a vaginal birth, having a C-section, then the question of, you know, like, am I going to breastfeed or am I going to bottle feed, which is better? Um, You know, do I breast, if you are breastfeeding, should I stop breastfeeding at a year and wean off or do I continue for extended breastfeeding? Do I co-sleep or do I put the baby in a crib right away? Um, Do I sleep train or do I not? Do I use, you know, at six months when you start solids or, you know, just keeps going. Do I go the puree method or do I go with baby wood leaning? Um, And those questions of like this or that are so overwhelming, especially for first time moms. They're overwhelming for repeat moms, but they are so overwhelming for first time moms. Well, and it's funny because in the group last night, uh, we were talking about feeding and stuff too. And one of our moms uh, had her second baby and so she did purees for her first and she's doing baby led weaning for her second, right? So like, even when it comes to like your children, sometimes you do something with the first one that you don't do with the second one, just because things change or situations change. And, you know, she decided to do baby led weaning this time because the baby can eat with the family, right? Whereas she did purees the first time because she was feeding differently, right? So like you do what works for you, you know, with your current situation. I think too, part of it, like as a new mom and like this question of, am I doing it right? Or am I doing it wrong? Is really heavy because people, there are some people who are extremely, extremely opinionated and are like, you know, they're really dug into whatever their belief is and whether, and are very vocal about it and won't consider other people's perspective. And that's really polarizing as a new mom. If you have, you want to do something or you have a feeling or you, you know, a choice that you make and then somebody comes at you and is like going hard, completely, like completely against what you've chosen is best for your family. It can feel like they're criticizing you and attacking you, which then makes you think, oh my goodness, am I, have I made the wrong choice in this? And it's really hard to, as a new mom, when you feel like you don't know what you're doing to stand up for what you've chosen when, especially when people have, are coming at you really hard and, and, you know, like there are some topics that are extremely polarizing um, and questioned, but are very valid questions. And like one of them is something that people, you know, don't publicly talk about because it is so polarizing. Right. And is like, if you have a boy, the question of, are you going to have your son circumcised? Right. So like that is an extremely polarizing topic and question, but it is a valid question that people have, right. As a, as a mom, to a son, sometimes in the hospital, they ask you, are you going to be doing this? And then people ask you, are you going to be doing this? And if you give them the wrong answer, then they kind of go ah, and attack and give you whatever they want to tell you. And so that's a really hard position to be in 
as a mom, because once you make your decision and you're happy with it, and then somebody comes at you really strong and really opinionated and criticizing you for whatever you've chosen, then you kind of second guess yourself and like, oh, did I do the right thing? Was what I chose right? And that's hard. And the answer to that is yes, whatever you chose was right. If that's what works for you and your child, right? And since we're talking about circumcision, we've never done an episode on it, but one of us did and one of us didn't circumcise our kids, right? You just have to go with what you feel works for you and your family. Yeah, it's the, am I doing the right thing is just like so prevalent along with the mom guilt, right? It's just this constant fear and worry of, am I making the wrong choice? Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.